Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 3 of 7 podcast. We got a great interview lined up for you guys today with um, Dr. Russ Delano. So Russ owns a local chiropractic office here in our community, and he is just a awesome individual, awesome human, um, just has a great spirit and just a, a really cool conversation with him today. Uh, we you, we use his services regularly, um, so we have a, a pretty personal relationship with Dr. Delano, and we were just so inspired by uh, his wisdom and uh, his words and really his perspective that we wanted to bring him on the show and let him share his story. You know, we talk a little bit about his profession, uh, obviously. We talk about his story and uh Dr. Delano also shares with us um, some of his beliefs, and uh, he, he's when it comes to, I guess, alternatives to traditional medicine and uh, and healthcare. It's really cool because Dr. Delano is so passionate about his profession. He's so passionate, and he believes so strongly in what he does. And, you know, that's just what makes the conversation powerful in my mind. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope it gives you uh, a little insight into what the chiropractic, um, I guess, practice is because that's something that I didn't know a lot about until I sat down with Rush. And and, uh, he kind of explained, you know, what he, you know, actually tries to accomplish and does accomplish with his profession and why he's so passionate about it so you guys enjoy it um i want to do a little housekeeping real quick today's episode is brought to you by salty britches a lot of you guys have probably heard me talk about and promote salty britches Uh, first of all salty britches is owned and operated by a very good friend that uh like really cares about her product. She has developed a anti-chafing product that, I mean, is unbelievable. So I have runners come to me, uh, whether it's friends or or people that I might be kind of, kind of coaching or mentoring. And one of the, one of the things that always comes up is chafing. You know, I saw so much chafing in uh, buds and seal training, especially during hell week. It was unbelievable the amount of chafing that guys would have. I mean, like straight hamburger meat uh, over, you know, 30, 40% of their body. It was just horrific. And I know how painful chafing can be. Um, I've had it plenty of times myself. But Salty Britches is the best solution that I have found to chafing. So, how I use it. I put it in all the hot spots that are that I know are going to chafe on my body. I put a thin layer and then also before a long run, I will take a thin layer of salty britches and I will actually cover my entire foot in between my toes, on my heels, the bottoms of my feet. It's my entire foot, thin layer. And then I pull my socks on over top of that thin layer of salty britches and man, you want to talk about good to go. I'm good for at least 100 miles. This stuff doesn't sweat off, it doesn't melt off, it stays on, and it gets the job done every single time. So if you're interested in purchasing Salty Britches, first of all, they have provided us as 3 of 7 Project listeners, 3 of 7 podcast listeners, with a po- uh, pro code. The pro code for Salty Britches is 3 of seven, no spaces, that'll give you 20% off any purchase that you make with Salty Bridges. All right, guys, and the website uh, for Salty Bridges is just getsaltybridges.com, getsaltybridges.com, chafing, and it's chafing and skin relief ointment. So she's, you know, Amy's came out with more, more pro- the, the, the product line with Salty Britches. She's come out with more things than just um, the chafing product, which is the product that I mainly use. But she also has some skin relief ointment, some, some uh, wintertime. She's, she's developed a wintertime formula if you're out in the cold and you know, you're getting that wind chafage on your, on your lips and on your face. 
I mean, just all around great product to take care of your skin. Check them out, please. I believe in the product. I've been using the product for well over a year now. Used it at multiple 100-mile races. It has never failed me. So if you run, if you get outside, if you surf, if you're on the beach, whatever you're doing, if you're having chafing, go get you some salty britches. Promise you, you will not be disappointed. Also, follow them on Instagram. I think it's just at salty britches. Don't quote me on that. I follow them, but don't. I think it's just at salty britches. Um, I will link that in the show notes. All right, guys. Thank you, Salty Bridges, for sponsoring this show. Thank all you guys for tuning in. Love you. Go give us a review on Apple iTunes Podcast Player. I would greatly appreciate it. Here is Dr. Russ Delano. Hope you enjoy it. So when you think the right thoughts, then you get an excited feeling. For me, that's what I'm looking for. And it's more than just a feeling though. It drives me to action, specific steps. In the example I was mentioning a moment ago, it was research. So I start to um, look at something and find a solution for uh, someone, a patient of mine. And, um, and it's very motivating because oftentimes it works. So that gives you even more fuel. And, and I think um, the, the basic secret is that the little answer you're looking for in life is right at your elbow. Just stop and look. Slow down, ask yourself. Most people can't answer this question. And I ask all of you listening, what do you want from today? I mean, what do you really want? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Three of Seven podcast. Um, I've got Dr. Russ Delano here with me today, and uh, Russ is a chiropractor. Thank you so much for joining us, brother. My pleasure to be here. We really appreciate your time, man. I can't wait to dig into um, some topics that I'm interested in and uh, hear a little bit about your life and and where you came from and what you're passionate about. Um, And we also got Miss, the beautiful Miss Brooke with us. Yeah, so Brooke set this uh, interview up, and um, yeah. We're just fired up about it. So, Dr. Russ, um, yeah, I I talked to you a little bit earlier about, you know, your profession as a chiropractor. And I want to kind of start at the beginning um, of why did you choose this lane? What made you passionate about it? Because I know it's it's a lot. You went you, I, and I want to hear how much schooling you had to go through and how much learning, what the process was to get to the point that you are today, and, and then specifically why you chose it as a as a young man. You know, launching into your new career. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's a story I love to tell, and it's one that grows uh, stronger every day because of the experiences that I have with patients. But my first uh, college class that I really had success with was anatomy. And it, it uh, stuck with me so much that I stayed up nights just reading extra books and I couldn't get it off of my mind. And then physiology, um, this was in community college and it made me realize I wanted to be a doctor. Um, that was the first thing that ever excited me educationally. And um, so school was a breeze because of that. I uh, enjoyed every bit of knowledge that I was able to gain. I took two years of extra training. I became a tutor in college for um, other students. And it just was a thrill to learn about this thing that we all own, the human body. Mm -hmm. And that's really what got me started. The fuel from that, the hunger for learning and becoming knowledgeable about this gift, this uh, gift of the human body Mm -hmm. uh, was just a miracle to me. That's amazing, brother. And, uh, you know, that I'm so thankful that there's people like you out there that are so passionate about um, caring for the human body and learning about the human body uh, because, yeah, it's not my strong point for sure. I cringe at any kind of medical stuff. I feel really overwhelmed about it and, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just over my head. So, um, no, I'm so thankful for people like you that are in your lane. And why, why specifically the ca- chiropractor um, practice? What what like, we don't know the proper terminology, yeah, yeah. so please excuse yeah, us. So, yeah, so and and I want to dig into that. Like, um, why did why specifically that? And and what's the uh, 
you know, what is the what 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 do pe- what do we want people listening to the podcast to know about how going to the chiropractor can benefit you or you know yeah. why is it good why do you believe so much in it totally fantastic that's great um, I uh, enrolled uh, sent an application to a medical school to become a medical doctor in um, close to Berkeley uh-huh. got accepted there and then also I submitted an application to a chiropractic school simultaneously. And it came down to the last week before um, the deadlines that I chose chiropractic because I was working as an assistant in a chiropractic office and the people were coming in and they were getting well, guys. And it was happening quick. And I knew it was more than just an ache or a pain or a stretch. There was something going on. I saw people come in with vertigo, dizzy and out of control. And they would walk out smiling, thanking the doctor that uh, ran the practice. And it really got my attention, and, and I thought, I want to do this. You know, uh, I, I didn't learn a whole lot about surgery and medicine, although that what was what I was about to embark upon. I, I kind of forgot about it, honestly. When I saw what was happening in this little office in Gainesville, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, that was back in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and since then, life has just been uh, really a complete thrill honestly. Uh, um, the chiropractic, uh, idea is very obvious. Once I explain it, we all have God given healing resources built in all three of us here today. We have one and it's, uh, a majestic gift, the immune system. It works very, very closely with the nerve system. And there are billions of processes that go on in a 24 hour period to help us repair, adapt and overcome which we all enjoy that. We all enjoy sports and high performance. So we're into that anyway. Well, our bodies are really into that. So guys, all we have to do is come alongside the body and become a partner with it, making good choices. And then we assist our own doctor on the inside to do its majestic work. I love that. And love that. Brooke is going through this right now. Yes. She's, she blows my mind when she comes in. She says, this changed, this changed, this changed. And and I'm so thrilled to come and hear that. It, it yes. really uh, it makes my day. And I hear that from um, mothers of newborns. Newborns come here on their first day of life and get adjusted. And I have also right now a 97-year-old patient who comes and she still makes it to the office. And uh, she's a Texas A&M fan and she's hardcore. <laughs> she's going to tell you what's up with her her defense and her offense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. But all of these uh, patients that I see, um, they heal themselves. I'm a, an assistant mm-hmm. to help them do that by realigning vertebrae in the spinal column and setting free the powerful nerve flow that goes to every cell, organ, and tissue. A little side note here, just a little bit of nutrition. All of your nutrients come to your body by way of nerves. I didn't know that. No, I had no clue. Not blood. Yeah. Your glucose comes into your liver by way of nerves. Okay. Same with your biceps. Your biceps gets its glucose. It gets its its, uh, food from nerve fibers. That's why a neck injury results in atrophy of the biceps or the deltoid or the triceps. You guys have seen this in athletes. Yes. You know, you look at one calf and it's small and you look at another calf and it's not. And then you realize the person has had chronic back pain. Well, that's the reason. Yeah. Just a little side note. Yeah. The bottom line being that we are self-healing organisms and we don't want anything to get in the way of that. So if we're carrying around baggage in our mind, it gets in the way. It changes our heart rate, our breathing rate. It changes our immune response and function. It changes our sleep patterns, what we think about. So I make a determination every day when I wake up, this is another day of life. Thank you, God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm here again, and I get to embark on this day. I have a wife and four boys. We have a crazy dog, but they're all just marvelous, uh, marvelous gifts that I get to enjoy each each day. And so I try to wake up with that attitude, and, and most times I'm successful at it. But that's that's a driver for my day. It probably is for y'all too. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And 
one part of your story that I love, Russ, is you talk about when you were that that young student and you were working as an assistant in that chiropractic office, and then you were seeing so you were seeing this process work in real time. So yes. I can understand how your passion, you know, for this type of practice developed because you were seeing the, the results and seeing it happen in real time, man. So that's amazing, brother. Yeah, it was mind blowing. And my and my father was a surgeon, an orthopedic surgeon in a large hospital. He was pretty disappointed with my choice. Oh no! <laughs> you know, I felt kind of bad about that, but I have no regrets. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It was just it was the right um, it was the right pick for for my life. Uh, my first patient was an eight year old asthmatic boy who stopped playing football. This was in school, and this was in 1994. Yes, my first. You know, outpatient as a student, you guys have all heard of this before, where a doctor has in, an internship. Mm -hmm. And so he had asthma, and um, I gave him an adjustment, a spinal adjustment to his mid-back, and his asthma went away in three days. And it never came back. He started playing football, and I realized that I could be part of something really special when that happened. Mm -hmm. And it was just... Uh, uh, a, a very, very special time. And since then I I've seen that week in and week out these little miracles with, um, patients from all age groups. And mm -hmm. it's a, it's a great gift. Well, I have a question. Like I've known, we used to be neighbors with a chiropractor and the stereotypical chiropractor seems to be more granola, more, you know, wellness oriented than a regular doctor. Do you think that's because that you you see the body's ability to heal and you recognize that? I mean, I'm not putting down doctors at any rate. I mean, your dad was a surgeon, but does that question make sense? Yeah, it really does because we have the same anatomy books. Uh, chiropractic schools use classic anatomy books. Gray's Anatomy, you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. It's more than a t TV show. Mm -hmm. It's the Bible of doctoring, Gray's Anatomy. We have the same books. So the same anatomy and physiology is presented to us. However, we think of it differently. A chiropractor thinks the human body can repair and overcome almost anything. And maybe one day it might need medicine, possibly. A medical doctor has the same knowledge, but he thinks the exact opposite. Vaccines, shots, medicines, and surgeries will help uh, an American person get well and stay well. And maybe if you have time, you should work out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Well, and me and you have talked not to, to, to veer from this topic, but you're very active. You and your boys, I mean, mountain biking, running, like, were you always like that? Or did, did you learn to be like that in your profession? It, uh, it was something that I always enjoyed. My dad was in the military. So I grew up in the air force um, all over the world uh, doing a lot of things. Oh, um, but uh, having four boys has really made me not want them to have cell phones, smartphones, or televisions or video games. So they never have. Mm -hmm. And so that requires me to find things that are adventurous and fun. And it was just, uh, it was a real concern of mine that they would become game people. I didn't want that to happen. Because I think the 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 passive state of a, bo a body and a mind is erosion. Mm. The imagination is dulled through simple visual stimulation without thought, decision-making, and consequences uh, in life. So that has driven my uh, need to, to be active and to find um, adventures uh, for, for my family and myself. Yeah. Well, and Dr. Russ, I, I, you know, that first story that you shared of your, your first patient was so powerful, but I know you have probably hundreds of, of stories, you know, similar to that. So could you share with us another powerful story, um, where, uh, this work that you perform, this, this, this skill that you have has really impacted someone else's life. Um, in a positive way. And I know Brooke has her own story of how it's impacted yeah. her, but yeah. you know, just some things, one that really stood out to you and, and kind of the process of it and, and maybe a little bit of, of the science behind it, what was going through your head uh, while you were progressing with this patient. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, a person comes to mind uh, right away is as a recent patient here, and he um, took 20 minutes to get into our office. He was a stroke vista, uh, victim about 10 years ago, and he started care here two weeks ago. But it took him that long to get up a ramp that we have coming into a back door and then into my office. And he uh, was losing the ability to feel anything with his feet. It's a, a condition called neuropathy. But he had that on top of the stroke. So his loving wife was by his side the whole time, but she does most of the work when they do anything at all because he, he can barely move across the ground, um, but she has to assist. Uh, so it's it's pretty cumbersome on her. Well, um, he came into my office, and I started doing a treatment with him. It's not really a chiropractic treatment exactly. It's something called a cold laser. And the laser activates nutrition for the cells. So there's something called adenosine triphosphate, ATP. You may have come across it, mm -hmm. but that allows your cells to metabolize. And it's a little channel, a gate, if you will, on the cell wall that allows glucose to come in. Well, the cold laser activates uh, a response of the cell wall and allows the cell to again begin to eat. And you know how it is. If you're really burning a lot of calories through your, your training and your goals, you have to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. uh, you really have to eat. My, my oldest son just finished a track season a year ago, and he, uh, he was eating constantly so much that it was annoying. Yes. You know? But he had to do that to keep up with the training. You probably have been through it, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, so your cells are the same way. They're just like your whole body. They have to eat. And inside the cell is a whole universe that no one understands. No one understands. We don't understand the common cold or the headache or even how acetaminophen really works in the body. We simply don't know. They're uh, basically theories. So um, this man, um, he got up from my table after six minutes of cold laser treatment. And he stood up and he walked down the hallway almost normally. I have a video of it and I'm going to put it on the website, but, um, his wife started just jumping for joy and, and almost weeping. And so did our assistant, Amanda. Mm -hmm. And I was equally emotional. You might hear it in my voice right now because it was mind blowing. And it took him three minutes to get back to his car from my treatment room. Whereas it had taken, I think about 20 minutes for him to get in. The other thing that happened is that both of his feet were a bright cherry red color. It's something that happens with neuropathy. When you don't eat properly, you develop something called type 2 diabetes. And uh, it's very, very common right now. It's very prevalent. Mm -hmm. And uh, your body destroys itself after a while. You develop resistance to something called insulin in your body. Insulin is what, again, allows you to metabolize uh, in a different way than ATP. But um, um, when you don't metabolize properly, you have too much sugar in your blood and cellular, cellular death ensues. It starts in the feet and then it spreads up the legs and um, even further. His feet turned completely pink after the first treatment. And I have a video of that too. And um, I'm just assembling it right now, but it, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, that was so visually impacting. Uh, it was it was a real joy. Well, his wife went back to the little town that they're from. They drive about half an hour to come to the office to get uh, treatment with us. And she displayed flyers all over the laundromats and, and the local <laughs> trade store. I mean, she's on fire, you yeah. know? And she actually sent me a patient today, but she's, she's understanding that there is hope for people who are at the bottom of the barrel. And... Uh, this fellow was one of them, but he, he's now walking. He walks every evening for three to four hours just around the house because the past five years he's been in the bed almost the entire time. Wow, man. That's, that's powerful, that's, brother. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, and you know, you know what's, what's wild to me is like you don't hear these stories. No. Um, and, and so what is, what's limiting I mean, you as a professional, this is this is your lane. This is what you do every day. Why are why are more people do in your opinion? Why are more people not aware of this, and uh, why are not why are people so hesitant and it's skeptical? And yeah. you can tell him 
Biscuit, you're you're a skeptic. Well, I mean, yeah, with, with, I, yeah, you're a skeptic. I, I mean, and I'm and I'm I'm asking you from from uh, you know your standpoint. Why do you think uh, people are so hesitant to come and receive this treatment versus the the regular everyday prescription? Um, you know, the MD. regular diagnosis. You know what what is what's what's the disconnect there within our society today? In your opinion. Um, I, I don't exactly know, but I know that it is changing. Okay. I know that it's changing. It's changing quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, I, for example, I, I mentioned a moment ago, I have four boys and they all understand that when you want to well, get well, you go to bed, you eat right, you get your mind clear, you go see your dad for an adjustment and you, you know, you get the house quiet so that you can recover um, that kind of understanding is setting people free and it's happening more and more and more. The whole supplement boom in the last 10 years has been massive. There have been just tens of thousands of Americans that have stopped taking their prescription medica medications and now are taking vitamin D or they're taking vitamin C. They're taking B vitamins. They're, you, you all see it. You see it on the internet. Yes. If you just get on there, that's what's happening is that people are understanding that, that uh, you don't need medicine to have a good life. Mm -hmm. And, but that basic uh, American premise is, is slowly eroding. I have quite a few medical doctors who are patients and uh, many of them um, really understand that this basic idea However, they're still in a profession where they're expected to give medicine, so they do. Right. Yeah. And, right. and you know, I'll, I'll put a caveat on what Brooke said. So I'm not necessarily a skeptic, but I don't deal with injury. I don't deal with, with pain. Like, my body legitimately feels good almost 100% of the time. And it's because of the things that you're talking about. It's it's keeping my mind clear. It's that that po the power of what I I feed myself with, from uh, you know a media standpoint, uh, the people I surround myself with. And so I'm you know I've never been in a position that I need to seek treatment really for 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 any physical ailment. I haven't been there yet, um, you know, and I'm glad we're having this conversation now because when I get to that point, it's nice to know that there are some alternatives to what is regular everyday medicine, which I think definitely has its place. I'm not discrediting it, yes, but um, but you know, it's nice to know that there are some alternatives. And I want to ask you too, what or, or who do you think is the is the prime candidate or is there a prime candidate for chiropractic treatment? Does it have to be someone who is dealing with an injury, dealing with an acute pain or or, or some diagnosis? Or can it be someone that um, like you. Might, might be feeling good yeah. but but maybe could, get some benefit, um, even though they're feeling good, maybe they could go to the next level uh, with their performance. Does that question resonate with you? Yes, it really does. Okay. And uh, one thing I appreciated about meeting Brooke was that um, she's already basically a healthy person with some symptoms that she had. So she's healed much more quickly than many patients would because you're doing so many things right. Right. So now your body is repairing a lot of areas that were struggling. Um, and uh, my ideal patient has no symptoms. They have no symptoms at all. They're not quote unquote sick. So if you go to a medical doctor or a pediatrician as a person with no symptoms, they won't know what to do with you. They won't know what to do with you. However, if you go to a traditional chiropractor, they understand what to do with you because they understand that what is on the inside must be nourished. It must be fed, just like your mind that we've been discussing. Mm -hmm. It must be um, set free to do its optimal job. So there's a difference between seeking optimum function and crisis care. And that's kind of what we're talking about mm. here. So obviously, the three of us here and many others of you out there, you're not going to wait until you're 40 pounds overweight to do something about it. Right. You're going to catch it earlier than that because you understand the load on your joints, the load on your heart, 
and the the effect on yourself when you have too much weight on you, um, and you're gonna you're gonna take care of it. So that's kind of the premise. There is is a, a doctor of chiropractic is is truly helping the human body to reach optimum performance. Yeah, and I want to put in there too one of the bad stereotypes that I think maybe you or somebody in the family had was, oh, once you start going, you're not going to be able to stop. And once we made my plan um, for my neck and my hips, it was our end goal is for me to see you every five weeks. Like that's, that's not often at all. So it, that's not true. You don't have to come here. Every yeah. And, and I feel like that is an, is a stereotype when it comes to, I, I mean, your, your practice, Dr. Russ is, you know, people think once they start, they're never going to be able to stop. And it's this endless cycle. Yeah. And, you know, I, I almost, you know, through this conversation, I, I almost actually, I don't want to go down that lane, but I mean, I'll <laughs> say it. I almost feel like, um, I almost feel like this type of treatment <clears throat> could in a way, be demonized by traditional medicine and maybe that's where those stereotypes probably originate uh if i was a betting man i would say that's probably where they originate um because because really the doctor that's prescribing you a prescription that's the one that you got to keep going back to right i mean once you start i I mean what you know so why i mean what's to be afraid of because You know, anyways. Yeah, that it's a really good observation. Um, there, there is a. I, I ran into a problem quite a few years ago um, because I started taking care of knees, knee problems with people, athletes with torn meniscus, uh, menisci, or um, ACL ligaments, um, and I was seeing the same results that I described earlier with the neuropathy patient. Just awesome, amazing results. One of our top softball athletes here in the in Rome, Georgia, he's uh, 67 now, but he's still very athletic. Wow! And he's a professional, uh, national pro, um, top of the game. He uh, tore his meniscus in a game here two years ago, and he had surgery. I think three days later, but it didn't help him. A week after that, he came and got an adjustment from me, and he was back on the field the next day. Um, he he couldn't run at full speed, but he was batting and playing the game, and so. Um, I really started to see more and more knee patients, and I realized that a, a knee replacement for a medical doctor makes them around $50,000, and that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. If, if, if you lose two or three people like that, you have lost something. And I think that's uh, part of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And I, I want to kind of shift now, you know, to what you talked about um, as far as how you start your day um, and, and how that is a huge part of your physical well-being. Um, so not only the things that you think, but the things that you say, um, the things that you that you feed yourself with, um, just in your day to day life, it sounds like you're very conscious of that, and you attribute a lot of those things to your um, wellness, to, yeah, your to your physical wellness, to your physical wellness. So, if you could just you know give me give me your opinion on that, um, any any yeah. stories of of where you've seen it help others, where you've where it's helped you in your life. Um, well, and and as well, I really like the you understand stuff that's Japanese to us, like how cortisol, excuse me, like cortisol plays a role in all that and different hormones. Like if you want to throw any of that in there, I love that stuff. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That, that's, that's great. Um, I now have a couple of authors that I probably will share at some point in this talk here. Everything that I'm talking about, I learned from someone else. But the things that I learned about the mind, I learned from a businessman named Zig Ziglar. You've probably heard of him before. Yeah. But um, he really has a wake-up routine that he developed, and uh, he kind of explains it in his book, See You at the Top, which is an older book. But many, many um, of our leaders now in the the mind arena got their ideas from him. Um, So uh, the way you start your day, I think, is critically important. And um, for me, as I said a moment ago, my first thought when I wake up is that I get to have this adventure today. 
of life, this gift of life. And I immediately start thinking, what do I want to do with my day? I mean, I'm not talking about going to work uh, and the things that you do routinely. I'm, I'm talking about things. What do I really want to do? What does my heart ache for? You know, I want a good relationship with my wife. I want to make sure she feels loved and that she feels ca cared for. And um, that's one thing that I often think of. Um, as I keep mentioning, I have four boys that are very dear to me. I want to make sure that they, they get everything they need from their dad in terms of an example. So those things, when I think about them, they really fuel me. They really fuel me. And then I will think about a patient that I have who's struggling. And I start, start to think of ways, what can I help them to do to go to the next level? And I have my books, and so I can start researching that. My, and I'm hands-on right away. And that gives fuel. You know how that works. As soon as you jump into a project, uh, your motivation really, really uh, improves. So the key hormone there is epinephrine, otherwise known as adrenaline. It comes from the adrenal cortex. Um, and it's, uh, it's distributed into, into the body. And the basic effect for people like us is excitement. So when you think the right thoughts and you get an excited feeling, for me, that's what I'm looking for. And it's more than just a feeling, though. It drives me to action, specific steps. In the example I was mentioning a moment ago, it was research. So I start to um, look at something and find a solution for uh, someone, a patient of mine. And, um, and it's very motivating because oftentimes it works. So that gives you even more fuel. And, and I think um, the, the basic secret is that the little answer you're looking for in life is right at your elbow. Just stop and look. Slow down. Ask yourself. Most people can't answer this question. And I ask all of you listening, what do you want from today? I mean, what do you really want from today? And once you can answer that, you're well on your way. But Mr. Ziegler says that, Zig Ziegler is his name, he says that it takes 30 hours of research to, answer, to start to answer that question, what do I want from today? And uh, one big thing for me is to have a mind that's free so I can do the former part, get what I want. Because if I th have things hindering my mind, then I'm not going to have my attention in full force. Oh, the almighty power of attention. Attention. The human mind, when it puts its attention on something fully, is very, very powerful. Is very powerful. And we can, we can overcome things. Um, the four-minute mile was broken by, um, who was it? Uh, we know we watched the video, the, um, the video. On yeah, I don't know who finally, who finally yeah. broke it, but. Yeah, um, we'll think of his name here in a yeah. minute. But the year after he broke it, I think six other people broke it. And within three years, college athletes all over the world were breaking it. Yep. You know, it was supposedly couldn't be done, yep. you know, but this is what I'm talking about. And you guys have experienced this in one way or another. And, and I have too. But that's what we yield when we use this uh, whole principle and procedure that I'm talking about. And guess what? We all can do it. Mm -hmm. And it's free. Yep. Is that cool or what? Yeah. I mean, it's totally free. And most people don't do um, have this kind of life because of their will. It's because they don't want to. They see it and they, they choose not to. But... Um, um, knowing that is, is a great tool for us because we can encourage others to go ahead and maybe just try a little bit of what they would really like. And once you see that you can do a little, you understand you might be able to do more. So that's how I get up in the morning. So when you wake, if you, I know you're, you're human. So what happens when you have one of those mornings and, you know, things aren't going well at the office and you have a lot on your mind? How do you clean that slate for the day to figure out and, and focus back on what you want out of that day? Interpretation. So one of my favorite scriptures from the Bible says this, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. You see, I used to think when I had a problem that I couldn't get on with my day until I got rid of that problem. So my whole day was focused on trying to get rid of the problem. 
But then I started to look at it differently. I started to realize this is something I must consider pure joy. I mean, pure joy, what, what is that? That's like nirvana, right? So I'm supposed to see an obstacle, a challenge, a setback, or a disappointment as pure joy. Like, yes! I mean, it's a little insane, right? Yeah. And I've had to work on myself for about 10 years to get to where that is automatic. Meaning when something comes along that I don't want, that I go, this is my opportunity to become a better man. And that's a great question. It's a great question. But if we change our mindset about how we interpret problems when they come along, then they act as more fuel for us. Because uh, honestly, at first, it's hard to buy into it with your whole spirit. Mm -hmm. But as time goes by and you say, I want to have it as my goal to see problems as opportunities, then you buy into it more and more. You train yourself. Just like trying to break that that physical barrier, you you train yourself until you um, are really doing it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't have any bad days. I just don't. But it's a spiritual issue. Yeah, right? I agree with you 100%. And I want to go back to, you know, I want to resonate with what you said earlier about the, the power of attention. Is that, is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. So, so that for me has been one of the number one tools that's allowed me to accomplish my missions in life is because I call it front sight focus. Um, when I set this goal for myself, all I can see is that is that lane that leads me to that goal. All I can see is 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 that goal, and you know I focus all of my attention on that on that singular thing and. It served me well throughout my life. Um, you know, it's it's allowed me to accomplish pretty much everything that I've set my mind to, and it it comes down to that laser focused attention uh, on that singular task, and um, you know, not seeing everything in the peripheral. And so, I resonate completely with that. I think the one thing that I lack on is every day asking myself. What do I want to get out of this day? Like, I think that is a wonderful practice to start your day with. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Dr. Russell, when you can answer that question, you're well on your way to having a good day. Um, but how, how often do we ask ourselves that? Not very often. We usually just wake up and, and we go through the motions and we, we get in, you know, we get lost in the mix of, uh, society and we lose sight of what we actually wanted, you know, what we, not only the outcome, but what did we want to get? What did we want to feed ourselves with? What do we want to accomplish in that day as a, as a singular gift? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's an amazing practice for sure. It is. And I think something like that, maybe like you said, it, at first, it seems kind of daunting. To me, it would seem daunting. Like, and I roll out of bed, I sit up on the side of the bed to stand up, and I'm like, what do I want out of my day? I mean, can we start simple? Can it start with, I just want to get my 30-minute run done today? I mean, what what do you think? Like, what's a what, what kind of goals do you set for your day? Like, what are some things you normally say to yourself in the morning? Well, that, that was a great goal, by the way, the one that you, oh, that you mentioned. You. I want to get my 30-minute run in today. Uh, that's, that's a great goal. Um, I, I tend to, to think, well, I've been doing it longer, but I, but I tend to think a little bigger. Um, I figured so. Picture, yeah, I, um, I will uh, set a goal. Um, I want to meet three of my neighbors and ask them if we can cut their lawns for free. And if they want to, they can make a donation to one of my 26 children that I sponsor around the world. And if so, we might be able to send them a goat, you know, or buy a goat that they can purchase in their village. So if I can talk to my three neighbors today and they buy into this, then we can go. And there's multiple things happening for me. I'm training my boys to work. I'm meeting my neighbors. I'm blessing them. Um, they probably don't have a lawnmower or a weed eater that works. And so I'm making the neighborhood look better. 
And um, then I'm getting to help one of my kids that I, do, I love dearly in Haiti or Rwanda or Nicaragua or Venezuela. And I know the difference that's going to make in their village having one goat in a new family. Do you see how jacked up you can get about this? And it, it starts with something small. All I have to do is go knock on the door and say, hey, you know, I noticed you um, you have a hard time getting around the yard. You're kind of older. Uh, we would love to bless you and, and cut your grass for you or get rid of these old dead limbs here. And if you feel like it, you can make a small donation to one of these great kids that we know. You know, if not, it's totally okay. We just want to love you, you know. So sorry for the long answer, but no, that's, that's great. This kind of thing I think about that, that 30,000 children die per day for, from starvation mm. every day, y'all every day. You can do something about that. All of us can, because we have tons of free time. So, um, so that could really be one of our goals is, is to impact. You could wake up. I mean, Really, that boils down to your goal was to help those kids. But yes. you you accomplished many other things or what you wanted out of that day was to help those kids. But it was also everything else that comes with it, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And we've been doing this for four years as a family. Yeah. And we've recruited some other uh, uh, kids, too, to come along and they can learn how to work and see that you can go out and work and have fun. Do you guys um, have a name for this? Is not there? really. Okay. Uh, not really. And I... And I, I I hesitate to mention it because I don't want to uh, to 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 trumpet or anything like that. I'm just telling you, it gets me excited. Yeah, yeah. Is, is all that it is really. <clears throat> but uh, uh, when you can set a goal that satisfies many goals in your mind, I mean, you're like on fire. You are because there there there's so much satisfaction, and it takes away all fear. As you go to talk to someone to ask them, would they like to be involved with what you're doing? It's coming from love, you see? Mm -hmm. And that makes it so easy to, to talk about what's in your heart. Um, I think that, that we're put here on earth to help other people, you know, especially if we're in the condition that we are, we're, we're fairly healthy, we have food on the table, we have cars, you know, we have free time, we have resources, then we can do something with that. Mm. Yeah gets me excited yeah no it gets me excited too i mean that's that's uh that's tremendous just what really hit me was when you can set a goal that satisfies <clears throat> multiple goals yeah like man that's powerful and and you know another thing that i'm thinking um is when you wake up and you ask yourself that question what do i want to get out of today i don't think it 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 necessarily has to be all the time wrapped around a specific goal like that. I think maybe for me, a lot of times it would be, what do I want to get emotionally? Like, what do I want to accomplish spiritually, emotionally? Um, yes. For the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm sorry, baby, go ahead. No, it's like, you know, do, do, do I want to, you know, you know, work on like specifically uh, connect with with God today. Do I want to experience happiness today? Um, do I want to experience gratitude? Um, all these different emotional you know things I feel like would be great answers to that question of what I want to get out of today. Absolutely, I, I resonate with that because all the activities are simply satisfying what you just described. Yeah, that's the deeper tone. Uh, the surface activity hopefully is organized properly so that it satisfies what you talked about there because that that's the win. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the, the victory. When you lay your head down at night and you go, man, I was really grateful today. I was thankful. You know, I ate orange the other day and, um, and it just, it made me stop and go, this orange tastes so good. You know, and I just tasted it. I was sitting on my porch and it was kind of a, a dreary uh, winter day, but it felt really good to be content, mm -hmm. to be grateful. And when we get to be grateful, boy, a lot of bad emotions, they're just, they're, they're gone, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm sorry, Boo. No, go ahead, babe. I keep interrupting you. I want to talk about kind of, you guys both just touched on it, like, 
the effect that you, we're talking about waking up, um, setting your mind right for the day, um, deciding, you know, what your goals are, what you want out of the day. What are the effects on our body if we don't do these things and we, we carry these these emotions and these bad thoughts around with us? I mean, what kind of impact does that have on our health? It, it makes us tired. I know that's not real scientific, but the most exhausting thing to do in the whole world is nothing. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, a person who has a job to do and they don't do it, they've done a great disservice to themselves. And it's more painful to have a few moments of nothingness than to work many hours over time. Because when you're in the zone and you're killing it and you don't notice the time, you guys have had this, you know, you just don't notice it. Um, that's because of adrenaline. It's because of epinephrine. It's because of um, dopamine and endorphins. You've heard these words. Mm -hmm. The first two were more energy, you know, uh, hormones. The second two are more, oh, man, I feel good right now. <laughs> you get that after, you know, you're, you, if you're out running, you get it after a little while. Yes. You know, or if you just really, you know, um, get, get, get peaceful, you've got a lot of dopamine coming through your system. It's a brain neurotransmitter and uh, basically a brain drug or, or hormone, hormone, I should say. There are many drugs made that try to uh, mimic it, but um, none of them, you know, are like the original. Yeah. So thus again, you know, the chiropractic adjustment releases that. So a big part of what I do is help release people from depression and distraction through uh, upper cervical vertebra adjustments that allow those hormones to come out. I'm a little off topic here, but, but when you, when you are going somewhere in life, everybody knows it. They, they can kind of tell because there's an energy about you. There's a quickness in your step and it's contagious. So this is more relational, not, not so much uh, science as it is in my house. When I am able to do what I want, have been describing here and I'm by no means where I want to be. I want to keep growing in it. Um, when I pick up my steps a little quicker then I notice everyone else does too. When I hear the complaining about this or that, I kind of honestly ignore it and I keep going on and pretty soon I've got a helping set of hands or six right next to me. Everyone wants to be doing something. Mm -hmm. We do. We want something because, again, we've been given this gift of life. We want to do something with our day. If it matters to us, then all those hormones are affected. Certainly, um, biofeedback has taught us that when we're uh, taking deep breaths in and out, that our blood pressure drops, you know, or it normalizes. So that is a, um, um, an effect of something called angiotensin which causes the diameter of your arteries to um, either get bigger or smaller. But angiotensin is directly affected by the thoughts in our mind. So is cortisol. Cortisol is known as the stress hormone. Dr. Don Kolberg, I have his book, book right here, C-O-L-B-E-R-T. Everyone should get this book called Deadly Emotions, Dr. Don Colbert, M.D., He's one of the doctors that understands there's more to uh, helping your patient than, you know, medicines. And anyhow, he's a great book. You can get these on Amazon. I think they're about six bucks. I keep a whole stash of them. I give them to people that I meet. You can have this one if you want. Oh, no. well, you know, what's funny is I was in the waiting room the other day and I told Chad about this book oh. yeah. because on the front, it says understanding the mind, body and spirit connection that can heal or destroy you. And that's, that's, three of seven. And you know, that really is a reflection of, of what we try to do. Oh yeah. That's I, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to start that tonight. Oh, I'm, great. I'm really excited about oh, that, yeah, man. Yeah. So thank you for recommending that for absolutely. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But this is so cool. I mean, to hear about how these hormones are directly affected by your thoughts in turn affected by your words. Um, your words are an expression of your thoughts. And so this is something that has changed my life and I've seen it work um, not only in the SEAL teams, but in ultra running and other really stressful environments where the things that we say can totally 
change the outcome of a situation, um, totally change and expand upon uh, someone's actual, their physical, their physical ability or what they, you know, what they perceived their physical ability to be. And so I'm such a believer in this only because I've seen it work Mm -hmm. so many times. Um, But to hear that there's actually a correlation between those thoughts and those words and those hormones and chemicals that control our emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's powerful, man. So, yeah, it's a really good question to tie the science into our empirical observations because we all see this, but we want to know there's something substan- of substance behind it. So, Dr. Colbert, I'll go back to him real quick. He 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 dubbed cortisol which comes from the adrenal gland, uh, as the stress hormone. Um, So cortisol has three bad effects on the body, elevated blood pressure, weight gain, and osteopenia or osteoporosis. So many people are having spontaneous fractures um, in their wrists or their spine, and they're only 33 years old. You know, but they're breaking bones because of having excessive amounts of cortisol in the body causing osteoporosis. And oftentimes it's just because of worries. So we talked about it earlier. When I wake up, I want to be sure I'm clear. I'm clear. Now, sometimes you can get in a funk when something really bad happens. You know, we had these tragedies that are more than a problem we might have. It might be a problem you have once in 10 years or 15 years, and it can get you in a rut. Um, So I have a whole different training system for that that I use for myself. And so for 30 days, I mark my mental performance and I make a judgment at the end of the day. How did I do? You know, was I on, was I really thinking the way that we're talking about here? Because you have to fight for it when there's a real struggle going on. Someone that you love is suffering or something has happened that's really concerned you uh, that just kind of stays on your heart. So you have to retrain yourself. Again, the Bible says the heart is the wellspring of life. Guard it with all diligence. So that's where I got this idea. So a written uh, plan, a 30-day plan, really gets me out of uh, that that kind of place. It normally happens quickly because you have accountability on the paper and uh, you see what you're doing or not doing, and it helps you kind of step up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's training. And one of Zig Ziglar's big premises was that, that people have academic training, but they don't have attitude training. And so our attitude is, uh, in my opinion, very, very, very important, maybe even more so than academic training is, is, our, is our attitude. So that's kind of where these concepts come from. Well, back to when, when you would check on a daily basis, what were you checking for at the end of the day to see whether you had a good day mentally or a bad day? What I was looking at, I was checking for my, um, my attitudes about my business was one because some days, uh, I'll, I'll come to the office and I don't have a moment to breathe. You know, it's so busy and there's so many people and so many things happening. And then other days there's not, there's not as many people around. So, uh, on one of those days, I would go home, go home and probably complain to my wife and hear myself and then feel guilty and realize, oh, I did it. I just did it. I just did it. I met, I tripped up. Oops. You know, and it's, it's, it's a mistake. So then I would go to the journal and then I would put a frowny face there. You know? yeah. <laughs> now, does she help hold you accountable? Um, because I know Brooke, I know all, all the people, especially, especially my women that surround me in my life. Um, they hold me accountable. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I go negative or, or I say something that's not necessarily, necessarily in alignment with, uh, our beliefs there right. they catch me man yeah yeah you can tell the body language tells you everything right yeah you know you you've got you've got that sparkly joyful wife or you've got the other you know yeah and normally it's inflicted you know by us by how we're reacting to a bad situation but we're men by golly so we're supposed to be able to take it you know yeah. and we should you know um i'm i'm not trying to go uh, down a male female road here, but I'm just saying, I believe a man should be a man 
and you should be able to take some licks and uh, remain joyful and, and wholehearted, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I can tell when I've hurt my wife by not reacting to suffering properly. And I can tell by her expression and her posture. And so, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can see it. I love it. <laughs> well, we don't have a whole lot of time left. And I, I kind of wanted to talk just for a second about your opinion and, and our opinion about, of course, coronavirus is big right now. Um, it's scary. Everyone's scared. Me and you aren't. I think we should be either we're ignorant or we just have a lot of faith in their bodies. I think that's what it is. Um, but what, what do you think that people can be doing not only for this outbreak, but in a, on a daily basis, small things or large things that they can be doing to prepare their body for things like this for the best possible outcome? Great question. I'm so glad you asked, uh, the, um, the, the biggest, simplest booster of the immune system is vitamin C. So vitamin C will cause your white blood cells, your, um, your T cells, your killer T cells to go faster and gobble more. What I mean by that is these little cells, they run around, they're called macrophages. They run around in your body and they gobble up bad stuff, viruses, bacteria, and um, some of the viruses have a fat layer. So uh, there are other supplements that will help get through that. Coconut oil is one of them because it uh, penetrates the lipid layer is what it's called. So I understand that some of you listening may have a, uh, an understanding of uh, viral science. The lipid layer is penetrated by coconut oil. Um, and so it's a good supplement. It helps the vitamin C to do its better uh, job better. So pair them. Pair them? At- yes, pair okay. them. Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. That's great yeah. advice. When you get your vitamin C or your coconut oil, don't get it at Kroger, Walmart, CVS, or Walgreens. It's The, the grade is not good. You want to go to a, a more expensive brand. Not really expensive, but you can get a month's supply of vitamin C for um, probably $15. It's very good. If you want to help your body as an adult over, you know, say 120 pounds, then you can take three to 4,000 milligrams per day. So that would be three to four grams per day. You'll know that it's too much if you develop some diarrhea or loose stool, that you, you're not getting the benefit because it's coming out of your body. So that's the spillover there. But that, that's one real go-to. Um, it's a, a tremendous immune booster. And again, back to the principle, we want our bodies fighting at optimum performance, mm-hmm. right? We're not sick yet, but we want to do something now to help our bodies be positioned for when that might come. Right. And so it's very possible one of us has a coronavirus right now and we don't know it. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. Mm-hmm. You know, in a room of three, uh, a room of 10 people, three and a half of those people have strep throat. They have the streptococcal virus statistically, but uh, very rarely does one of them have symptoms. They're called a passive carrier. That just means their immune system's working great. That's all that that means. So there's a little bit of encouragement for everyone out there. There is something you can do. You know, you want to sleep, um, you want to sleep long and you want to sleep well. So uh, using a cell phone before you go to bed is a bad idea because of blue light. You guys probably know about this. Yeah. Yes. It affects the brain and it makes the brain active and it, it's, it's disruptive to your sleep. So I have a little patient right now. He's 11, year, 11 years old and he uh, was having some trouble sleeping. And I immediately told him, hey, you got to get rid of your cell phone. You know, and I thought it was going to break his heart because people are kind of attached to them. Uh, but that presents even another problem that we've been discussing this whole time. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> right. I mean, you know, you can do a lot of great things with the phone, but, you know, you know, as well as I do, it's tempting to probably be there longer than you should. Yeah. Uh, vitamin C is huge. Getting good sleep, um, doing what we're talking about in terms of I'm a victim you know, don't think that way. No, think I can do something. There is something that you can do at any moment to improve your situation, I believe. Yeah. In any situation. Viktor Frankl was in the concentration camps in Nazi, uh, in, in Nazi Germany, and he um, watched his friends die. 
horrifically, and he overcame it. He never was crushed or defeated by it because of his mindset. So there's something you can do in any situation if you just look around. The answer is at your elbow. It's kind of an older way of saying that it's right there. All you have to do is look and have the will to do it. So there's something you can do about your situation. Um, those are a few things. We work out every day. Uh, if you can work out, um, please do. That's very, very good for your body. Weight training, um, some aerobic training, stretching is very, very good for your body. Um, those are a few things that are immensely helpful if you that's awesome. Yeah, I can't I can't add anything to that. No. I mean, I thought I think that's the 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 absolute um perfect answer. Yeah. Um yeah, can't add anything to that. And you know, we're at about fifty-eight minutes now. So I, I mean I think that's a really good spot to 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 leave the listeners with. Oh, um, um we gotta plug Yeah. Yeah. So I wanna give um yeah, I wanna give you an opportunity to let the listeners know um where they can find you, where they can follow you, maybe where they can learn more from you um in the future. Sure, sure. You can go to our website, uh, delanochiropractic.com. D-E-L-A-I-N-O chiropractic.com and you can see our videos and our testimonials there. You can certainly get my email there and contact me. I really love to help individuals. I'll respond. Um, you can visit our YouTube channel and um, certainly I would be happy to send you any books uh, if you would like to read them. I buy all my books at a discounted rate and it's part of what I do to help people is give them books. And so I'd be happy to send you any of the books we've been talking about. I keep a big supply of them uh, for that reason. My email is romedoctor at bellsouth.net, R-O-M-E-D-O-C-T-O-R. You can email me anytime, and um, I would love to hear from you and talk with you. And if you're in the uh, Georgia area, feel free to uh, come see me as a patient. I have patients from probably 12 counties that, that come over the last 25 years and, uh, Thanks for taking that information. And, no. and and like his Facebook page, please. Delano Chiropractic. Okay. All right, sweet. Well, Dr. Delano, I, I mean, this was an outstanding conversation. Um, I think that uh, I think that your experience and your uh, life stories are definitely in alignment with. Uh, the three of seven project and what we believe and what our listeners believe and what we try to promote in today's society. And um, it's just so, I mean, it's so awesome to be able to sit here and, and listen and learn from you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we just, we, we really do appreciate it. Um, and so guys, check out Dr. Delano and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, this is the three of seven podcast. Enough said. This podcast was produced by Your Social Gathering. We hope you enjoyed. If you are looking to increase your digital marketing presence or elevate your digital assets, check us out at yoursocialgathering.com.